You're listening to the Life Church Livonia podcast, a show where you can hear the teachings from our weekend gatherings. You can catch the full service on our Facebook or YouTube and head over to our website if you'd like to give. Here we're real people following a real God and experiencing real life. Welcome to Life Church Livonia. Good morning, Life Church Livonia. My name is Bettina, and I have the privilege of being the Life Kids Director here at Life Church Livonia. Um, and I'm here today because we are celebrating our send up, which is a celebration that we do with our fifth graders who are uh, kind of graduating out of the Life Kids ministry and they're being welcomed into the youth group ministry. Um, and we're going to make a big deal about it because it's an important milestone. Um, so we talked, uh, we've talked several times actually about different milestones. Most recently we talked about it during, uh, child dedications and we talked about how there are physical milestones in a kid's life. Things like when they roll over, when they start walking, when they start first grade. Um, and then there are spiritual milestones, things like child dedication or baptism, accepting Jesus into their heart, that sort of thing. Um, and this this is one of those places where like the physical milestone and the spiritual milestone kind of intersect, um, which is beautiful and we want to be able to celebrate that. So we'll be doing that at the end of our service, um, our in-person service. So when we were talking about doing this, we were putting it on the calendar and we said, okay, we're doing simplicity today. I said, oh great, pick me, pick me, I want to talk about this. And then I looked at my May calendar. And I went, ooh, maybe I am not the right choice for this. Uh, but you learn better by teaching, right? So here we go. I'm gonna pray and then we'll get started. Jesus, thank you so much for this day. Thank you for the opportunity to love on and affirm and celebrate our fifth graders who are stepping out of that um, childlike mentality and spirituality into a more um, a deeper faith, a deeper um, relationship with you. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, Lord, my rock and my redeemer. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right. I want to tell you guys a story. So um, my husband and I have gone camping for most of our relationship. It started out as like a pretty cheap, inexpensive way to vacation, assuming you can like rent the stuff, obviously, uh, or borrow it. Uh, so we'd go camping and we had a goal that we wanted to hit and view and photograph all of the lighthouses in the state of Michigan. That is 129 for those of you keeping score at home. Uh, so we'd have this, the same routine pretty much every year. We'd plan out where we were going, um, which lighthouses we were going to hit. We'd print out the directions on MapQuest because we're old. Uh, we'd jump in the car, we'd hit the road, we'd set up camp, we'd go uh, start looking around. And we saw a lot of Michigan that way. We saw um, the shoreline, we saw the inside, we did some hiking, uh, we saw the beautiful lighthouses, we fought off the bugs at night on the east side of the state. Y'all know what I'm talking about. And it was amazing. And then we would get back to the campsite about dark, um, light a fire, sit around, talk about the future, go to bed, wake up in the morning, do it all over again. Um, and then once we started having kids, we basically did the same thing. The first time Mika, who, when she was about seven um, months, excuse me, seven months, who went with us, we stayed in a hotel that first year. But other than that, we did like the same thing. We would um, get up in the morning, we'd go do our thing, we'd be in the car, and we'd be looking at the beach as we drove past. And it was great, and it was beautiful, it was oh, so pretty. And then we would be in the car for 80% of the trip or whatever it was. And we did this for several years with kids under five and then realized that maybe these vacations were not actually 
achieving the goal that we uh, were intending, right? Because if we wanted to um, have family time and bond together, we weren't doing that. We were sitting in the cars. So um, we had to figure out something else. Um, and before we get too much further, I wanted to uh, define a couple of terms. Now, I love communication. I think that communication is very important. And I am a firm believer in if um, communication or if two people are having a conflict, there's a good chance that it's because they're defining terms differently. Uh, so I wanted to define a couple of terms so that we're on the same page here. I'm going to use the term family a lot in my message today. Um, and when I say family, I mean a family unit, right? Some families include kids. Some families are a single person. Some families are a couple. Some families have kids, but they're older and moved on. Uh, whatever your position is, you're still a family in that broader sense in the way that I'm speaking. There will be a couple of times that I specifically am talking to families with kids, um, but I'll specify that. The other thing that I wanted to uh, kind of clarify and define is the word simple. Now, simple and easy are often used interchangeably or and they're synonymous in some ways, but they are not the same at all. It is actually very not easy to, to be simple. And we're going to be kind of unpacking that today. So uh, like I mentioned in the, the, the camping story, we have a tendency to over schedule our lives, right? Uh, and if that's a problem that we have across the board, the question is why? Why do we do that? Why do we want to uh, do all the things? Is it so that we can um, you know, have the best vacations? Is it so that our kids can make the best memories? Is it so that we can have the best like back to school, what did you do this summer story? What's the reason? Jesus is very clear in his gospels, in his life, that uh, why is much more important to what you're doing, right? He says that in things like Matthew 5, when he says, if you hate your brother, you basically have murdered him. Don't know about you, but yikes. Um, so why do we do this? What's the motivation behind what we're doing? The series that we're in right now is not specifically about busyness and rest, uh, but it's about spiritual disciplines. And today's spiritual discipline that we're talking about is the discipline of slowing down and simplifying. These disciplines are something that once you're in that rhythm of doing them, it's hard to get into. It's not easy. But once you get into these rhythms, they form us into the kind of people who doesn't miss out on life. If we are... Um, doing all of the things and we're we're always busy doing the stuff do we have time to enjoy the stuff do we have time to um see what's happening around us so uh jesus gives us insight into his perspective on slowing down and being simple uh in matthew 6 he says this matthew 6 21 wherever your treasure is there the desires of your heart will always be if future historians look back on your planner or your family Google calendar, um, what are they gonna see? What are they going to see as is your treasure? Is it connection? Is it connection with family? Is it connection with friends? Is it connection with each other? Um, and none of those things are bad. Like the, the connections that we do and the, the things that we plan, none of them are bad. The sports, the after school activities, the trips, the camps, the VBS, these aren't bad things. But if we're not intentional, we miss out on the right stuff, on the stuff that we want because we're too busy doing all of the other things. 
So like in that camping, um, Jeff and I thought that our treasure in this moment was family time and bonding and being together in nature and seeing all this beautiful stuff. But our actions sure didn't show that. Our actions showed that our treasure was getting the pictures of lighthouses as the kids drove by and wanted to ride, play in the water that we were, you know, beside. Anyway, so now I'm going to speak specifically to those of you uh, families that have children. When we rush through summer, when we rush through the things that we have to do because we want to do them all, we're rushing through our kids' lives. We have 18 summers with our kids from birth till they turn 18. 18. That is not a big number. There are only 936 weeks between birth and their 18th birthday. If, if we rush through them, we're going to miss it. We're going to look back in our lives and go, how did that happen? So these are not just things that Jesus is teaching us. It's how he lived. We're going to look at a story in Mark chapter 1. Um, and we give you a little bit of backstory first. So Jesus was in a town called Capernaum. He showed up, he taught in their synagogues, he healed sick people, he cast out demons, many people. He started a revival, basically is what happened in Capernaum. Um, and then we're gonna pick it up in Mark chapter one, verse 35, where we see, we see very early in the morning, while it was still dark, Jesus got up, left the house, and went off to a solitary place where he prayed. Simon and his companions went to look for him. And when they found him, they exclaimed, everyone is looking for you. Jesus replied, wait for it. Jesus replied, let us go somewhere else to the nearby villages so I can preach there also. That is why I have come. Jesus didn't let the agenda of the culture around him, of the people in the town, change his plan. He knew his goal, he knew his why, and he went for it. So guys, this is it. This is the only summer of 2023 that we are going to get. Those of you who are sending up your um, sixth, fifth graders into sixth grade, this is the only summer between fifth and sixth grade that you're going to get. This is the only summer that you have with you at this age and with your kids at this age. So now is the time in the message where I give you the simple three-step plan, uh, the answer that's gonna change your life. It's going to keep your yards dandelion free, it's gonna keep your family relationships great, and it's, your children are gonna rise and call you blessed. But you guys, there is no formula. I don't have a formula, believe me. I have searched and searched. But what I have is even better. I have a promise from Jesus, where he says in Matthew chapter 6, verse 33, seek the kingdom of God above all else and live righteously, and he will give you everything he, you need. Now notice it doesn't say everything you want. It doesn't say everything, he will give you everything that your neighbors have, or your friends have, or your in-laws have. So, all right, great, so we know what we need to do. How do we do this? How do we do this? What you're gonna do is you're going to, one way you can do it is to begin with the end in mind. Jesus, when he came to earth, he knew what he needed to do. He had his end all planned out. So if you look at your family a year, five years, 10 years from now, what do you see? Um, what, how are you living? What do you see happening? And what things can you put into place now that will lead to that goal? Because stuff 
and activities and the things to do, they accumulate like dust. It is not hard to accumulate things, right? It is not hard to accumulate things to do. Activities and after school programs and VBSs and camps and vacations with the family and overnight trips and sleepovers, it is not hard to accumulate the things to do. You have to be intentional to simplify. So let me give you an example. Does your kid play a sport? Um, why do they play that sport? Sports are great. Sports are amazing ways for us to learn to use our bodies and to keep us fit and, and active. Um, but why, do you, why does your kid do this sport? Is it for the camaraderie? Is it to learn how to be part of a team? Is it to learn to how to win or how to lose? Uh, is it because you are old and broken and can't play the sport anymore so you want to keep living your life through them? Hypothetically, of course, nobody here fits that bill. It's it's a hypothetical, it's those guys, right? It's those guys who have that problem. But if whatever your why is behind this, how can we redeem the moments and how can we take those uh, moments that are happening anyway, the car rides, the, the trainings, the wins, the losses, the, the hard times, the fantastic, I'm on top of the world, I am everything good and noble that has ever happened to the sport. And we can uh, use them to further the lesson that we have decided needs to be the reason. Um, so after a hard loss, you say something like, man, that was so frustrating, but I am so proud of the way that when that kid was trash talking you after he scored that goal in your face, you did not lash back and you didn't talk trash back. That was so great. That was so kind of you. And I loved um, watching you do that. I was very proud of you. So I want to help you clarify your why. I have a tool that we I've used in Life Kids to help plan out like a year of ministry, um, and I've adapted it some for my family, and I hope that it will help you. Um, so you see here we've got the uh, four seasons, and for each of the seasons we have an activity, we have a family um, togetherness or rhythm uh, that we're going to do, and then we have a lesson or a God moment. Um, for example, this is a snippet of what my next couple of seasons are going to look like in my family. We've got our camping trip, we've got family hikes a couple of times a week at least, and then our lesson in God moment is that we are better together, which is taken from the book of Ecclesiastes. Um, now, if you look at this and you're like, whoa, one camping trip and two family hikes a week, there's 104 days of summer vacation. I cannot, that is not enough to fill my time. We're gonna be doing more, it's not, um, relax. <laughs> um, but this is a, a way for us to be intentional because if I'm putting something on this paper um, that I have to think about it, it's something that I have to actually do and then I have the chance to remove the things because if I start with an empty slate and I'm adding the things in slowly, um, I can be more aware and more intentional about what I want to have happen before we even put it in there because you, it's harder to be intentional once you've already planned the thing. Yeah, you can figure out like a workaround, but if you start with the, the plan in mind, it is so much easier. So your end goal is to leave margin in what you're doing so that you are able to enjoy the things that you do. And you're able to glorify the God who created you and who loves you and who wants you to have a fulfilled and slowed down and simplified life. And that's part of the reason that we're doing this 
uh, send up is we have been intentional over the course of our uh, kids term in Life Kids about the things that they're learning and the way that they are um, connecting with God in a way that is more um, developmentally appropriate. We know that kids in the school age um, learn and associate with God and um, have relationships differently than they do in middle school. And this whole time is a transition. There's no like one day that kid wakes up and magically they switch from one to the other. Um, but it's pretty crazy the difference between a fifth grader and a sixth grader in that um, regard. So uh, we have four students that we are celebrating today. We have Haley Alberts and Parker Barr and Nora Garwood and Lizzie Wright. And I'm going to take a second and I'm going to brag on them for a minute because all four of these students have already started embodying and living into the mission that we here at Life Church Livonia and the Big C Church have um, by giving back. They're all four serving in our Life Kids ministry. And I know that they are going to, I hope anyway, that they're going to continue doing that as they move on to middle school and beyond. So I just want to thank you guys so much for being here. Um, and I'm going to pray a prayer of um, blessing over these kids as they are getting ready to just embark on their next step in life. Lord, thank you so much for Haley and for Parker and for Nora and for Lizzie. Thank you for the way that they love you and they serve you and they are committed to growing in their faith. Thank you for our youth group. Thank you for Lucian and the way that he serves so faithfully. And we ask that you would just be with these students as they grow and become more and more like you every day. In Jesus' name, amen.